At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to uh, whatever this podcast is called. Help, I suck at dating. I'm Jared Haven, of course, joined by Dean Ungler. Dean, how are you? Jared, wow, what a great introduction that was. Thanks so much. <laughs> Not my best. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. You know, it's always an honor to be here every week. I don't know why you asked me to keep coming back as a guest, but... Anytime. Uh, you know, I'll... I'll keep coming as long as you keep asking. You're the true talent of this podcast. So we have a great podcast coming up for you from the guests of the brand new show. Uh, Let me get the title right. It is uh, You, Me, and My Ex, which starts airing on TLC Sundays at 10 p.m. It's John April, John's ex-wife, Loren, and Roy, April's ex-husband. It's very confusing. I watched the first episode. If you like these types of shows, you're going to like this show. It's just a bunch of exes, people who've been divorced, living under one household, and then they put cameras in there and drama ensues. It's actually quite entertaining. Um, I'm excited to have them later on in the podcast and talk about the first episode. Uh, But first, I wanted to get to something that we didn't finish last week, Dean, which was a a New York Times article. Um, Let me just bring it up here. Sorry. Um, it's, It's Monday, people. So usually we record on Fridays. It's Monday. I'm all over the place. Dean looks like he just woke up. Easton looks like a disheveled version of himself. We're all over the place today. It's a Monday, but here it is. For it's the record, new- let's let the rec- let's let the record state for a second that it's nine thirty in the morning where most of us are, but it's twelve thirty in the afternoon where you are. So you should you have less of an excuse to be a little scatterbrained at the moment. Oh, I have no excuse, but I'm still going to uh, just make excuses because that's what I do. Uh, so it's I just New wanted York- to point that out. I appreciate it. Uh, New York Times article that we talked about last week, seven ways to reset your relationship. We only got to, through the first two. And just to reiterate what we were talking about, experts were saying couples can emerge from the pandemic 
because hopefully we're getting past this thing stronger than ever by learning from the past and looking forward towards the future. Quote, during this time, couples may have been spending as about as much time with each other as they would normally be stretched out across a two or three year period, says Bryce Dehone, a clinical psychologist in Portland. Uh, quote, she goes on to say, and they've had to occupy multiple roles that have been previously filled by others like friends, which is nearly impossible. So as many couples plunge back into reality, it's a good opportunity to reset the relationship. We talked about the first two. Number one is doing a relationship review, which is having a sit down with your partner, assess what has worked over the past year and a half throughout this pandemic, what hasn't worked, and try to work on your work on your weaknesses while improving your strengths, just like uh, the New England Patriots do. Number two, voice your appreciation. Perhaps over the past year, you haven't felt like giving compliments to your partner, but positive feedback is important. We talked about Dean, how you are a great, great person uh, when it comes to compliments, because you just compliment everybody so well. It's and nice number three, uh, build in time apart. This is interesting. Make sure that each partner builds some alone time into their day, even if it's a short walk. What are your thoughts about that? Having some personal time to yourself. Uh, I've I've advocated for time apart, uh, specifically in relationships for as long as I can freaking remember. And I still, to, to this day, Caitlin and I have been together for, you know, over two years now. And there are still times where it's like, okay, you know, we just spent two weeks literally by each other's side every waking moment. Now let's, you know, I'm going to go off in the van for five days. I'll see you when I get back. And it's just like a good way to like reset. Uh, it's not because like I'm sick of her or she's sick of me or we're sick of each other. It's just a, it's just a good thing to get out and, you know, kind of like be on your own for a little bit. I think it's an important thing that people don't really tend to do as much anymore. What do you think about it? No, I completely agree. I think, uh, you just become accustomed to the way things are and you don't prioritize yourself. I and mean, we talked about it numerous times on this podcast, but there has to be moments even in your relationship where you just kind of have to be alone. You know, I'm never tired of Ashley. It's a, probably one of our best attributes in our relationship where there honestly hasn't been a time where I thought to myself, I need to be away from Ashley right now. But being away from her actually right now, she's down in Virginia visiting her parents and I'm in Rhode Island right now. It's been actually quite um, nice to just have some alone time and, you know, I miss, I miss my wife, you know? So it's a really nice, like you said, reset to have that I think is very important. And there's nothing wrong with saying to your partner, Hey, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm going to go alone for a little while, take a walk. Uh, I'm going to go, you know, to a store, do whatever you need to do. Just kind of get out, reset your mind. I think it's really healthy. Number four in this seven ways to reset your relationship, take time to connect. Having less sex these days, it's not just you. A recent online survey of 1,559 adults about their intimate lives by the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University revealed that over 43% of participants reported a decline in the quality of their sex lives since the pandemic began. Um, this might be a little TMI, Dean, but uh, I don't know if you'd like to... Uh, I'll let you, I want you to feel it first. Are, do oh, you fall into the 43% of declined uh, sex life? Um, I guess, well, definitely during the pandemic, it was, you know, a lot of just lounging sweatpants. We didn't really try to dress up for each other. You know, there'd be maybe days in there where I wouldn't bathe. So 
it was just not a sexy time in our lives. So I guess, yeah, if I was answering this survey, I would say we were one of the participants who report, you know, who had a decline in our sex lives. Um, but as we've been very open and honest about, we've been trying to conceive. So that has ramped things back up again. Uh, but definitely during the pandemic, it was not a priority, which actually caused I'm not going to say issues, but. You know, we had conversations about it because Ashley was very honest and saying like, hey, I need you to make me feel more sexy. And I'm like, no, I, I'm very attracted to you. It's just, you know, there's it's just as you know, Dean, like we when you don't work out, when you're not feeling good about yourself, it makes you it makes your sex drive go down. And so I think that happened to a lot of people in the pandemic where they didn't feel good about themselves and sex went down and then it just snowballed into like, oh, my God, it's been three weeks since we've had sex. And and so I don't know. Any thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's funny to hear you talk about it uh, so candidly. I appreciate it. I think that we've talked about it on the podcast a little bit in the past, but I'm, I'm very much in the same boat as you. And uh, it's it's a weird thing to talk about. I talk about it with my friends like privately all the time, but now to discuss it publicly on this is it's always just funny to say. And it's very funny. It's it's basically exactly what you said too. Caitlin Caitlin voiced her concerns just like Ashley did to you. And my response is like, I was like, Do you see like how out of shape I am? I look in the mirror and I see myself and I'm like completely repulsed by the person looking back at me. Like it just like, you know, pandemic lets you go, let your body go. You've been eating worse, you've been working out less, you've been you know, like you said, bathing less. I mean, I, you know, that's always just kind of, I don't, I don't really bathe as it is anyways. Um, but yeah, it's bad. It just all kind of compiles and, and has become this perfect storm and it's nothing to do with anyone else. It's really, it's actually gotten so bad, not so bad, but like it made me so curious, I guess, to the point where I'm like, I just, I actually just ordered a, a, a testosterone testing kit. I'm like, do I have low testosterone? Um, but I do think once I get back in the gym and start working out again and like start being more confident in my appearance as I used to be, uh, things will kind of return back to normal. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like a funny situation to be in. I'm very curious about this testosterone kit. You have to let us know if your testosterone levels are normal, low or high. Well, yeah, I definitely will. And the funny thing is, right after I ordered it, it kind of made me recall uh, this experience I had in college where I was driving around with my best friend and we came across this testosterone testing center. And I distinctly remember the conversation. He was like, Dean, you should go get tested for low T. Weren't you just talking about how you thought you had low testosterone? So this might be a thing that I've just had since college or my entire life, or it just is a completely like in my head thing. Um I feel like, I don't know, I feel like we're kind of groomed culturally through social media and movies and television to like, as guys, be like, if you're not craving sex at all times of the day, then there's something wrong with you. And I feel like, like I've absorbed that in a, in a negative way. And I'm like, well, I like, I don't really ever crave sex. I, there's never a moment where I'm like, my instincts are taking over and I have to like, swipe everything off this counter and like, you know, take Kaylin and do that. It's just, I've never been that person. Um, and I enjoy that I'm not that person. I've never really been motivated by that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, I think society has kind of tricked me into thinking that I should be, you know, a little bit more sexually motivated. Um, so I don't know. Well, yeah, I'll let you know what the results say though. No, I agree with you. When Ashley and I first got together, because again, being very candid, Ashley obviously was a virgin for a very long time. And so, it was definitely, you know, a learning curve for for her and for both of us kind of getting to know each other. And so uh, it was it was weird because she would sometimes get a little annoyed at me because she would have a difficult time uh, during some moments. And then she's like, but you're like 
you're supposed to want to have sex like every five minutes. You're a guy. And it's like, I, I don't think that's, I think that's a little bit of a myth, Ash, because I feel like a lot of my guy friends, like they might put this appearance on, like they want to have sex all the time, but I really don't think they do. And like for someone like me, I'm, I'm similar to you, Dean, where it's like, I need, you know, it's not like, hey, I'm just ready to go. Like, I need some, you know, warming up too, some foreplay in there. It's a, it's a nice little added touch. Uh, so anyway, we're being really candid. Yeah. Number five, uh, yeah, going man. to a party is some way a way to reset your relationship. Seeing your significant other at an event, dressed up, uh, being witty, perhaps, can renew your own attraction, which is something, of course, I agree with. Anytime we go to events and Ashley dresses up and she's wearing a dress and heels, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you're looking good, especially when she's at an event or we're at some sort of get together and she's on her own and she's socializing with other people and making f- people feel uh, good about themselves. Like that's a, a very attractive uh, trait for, you know, something I find extremely attractive. You think that's reciprocated? Do you think she finds you more attractive to see you in your element? Like that? 100%. 100%. Because I think I'm more attractive in my element. You know, when I'm more in a, when I'm in a scenario that I feel very comfortable in, I feel like I give off this this confidence and this sex appeal that isn't there when I'm in other scenarios that I am very uncomfortable with. Mm. Yeah, we kind of have that dynamic. I think uh, Kaylin is a little more introverted than Ashley is, though. So there is a lot of social settings we get into as a couple. Uh, and I don't want to say like I'm tasked with carrying the, the, the two of us through the conversations, but sometimes she'll like pull me aside afterwards and say like, thank you so much for not giving me like, like for essentially for like being like, thank you for handling that conversation because I wasn't in the mood to to talk with anyone. And she's like, that was very nice of you. Like that was like, that was kind of like her, her version of being attracted to that, I guess. Uh, and that's totally fine too. Cause 99% of the time I get into a conversation, especially when it's her and I together, it's like, I don't want there to be any fluffing. Let's just get, the, get the conversation over with, move on with our lives and, and go to the next place. So, uh, it's kind of nice that, uh, you know, we're both on the same page of just like, Let's get this over with. You yeah, know? you guys balance each other off pretty well. Um, yeah. Number six, rediscover your playful side. If there was ever a time to surprise ourselves and our partner with the new and unexpected, it is right now. Uh, yeah, you have to be playful. Sometimes, like we were talking about, uh, relationships can get stagnant. It can get s- stale. You need to kind of you know, spice it up. I think a lot of people forget that they have to put effort into a relationship and that when you're with someone, you get complacent and you forget, oh, well, I need to put some sort of effort into, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, rediscovering our playful side because the relationship is supposed to be fun. Well, let's ask you this. What was the last playful thing you did for Ashley? (sighs) Well, damn it, Dean. I didn't expect to answer that. Uh, What is the last playful thing I don't know. I also think what what's playful in my mind is not playful in ashes. Um, damn, what is the last? Oh, man, I'm a terrible husband. Um, I don't know. Like, I always like, you know, when she wakes up, I always wake her up in bed and like cuddle with her for a minute and like tickle her arm. Um it's never long enough because she always complains when I walk away because I only do it for like maybe two or three minutes. But then like we'll always like play with Lois in the bed and have like a little family moment, um, usually in the morning, sometimes before we go to bed. So that's probably like the most playful thing I've done. Probably not good enough, but a little bleak. Hey, 
as long as she's happy, that's what that's all that matters. It's doesn't matter happy? whether we think is it's good happy? enough or not. It's whether she thinks it's good enough. I guess she's she's, she's happy. No, I mean, I, I, I would imagine she's. I happy. hope she's happy. Damn, she tells me she's happy. I'm happy too. So hopefully we're both. Yeah, happy. that's all that matters. I one of the things that uh, my father, for all of his uh, shortcomings as a as a husband and a father, one thing he did a, a lot when I was a kid, I noticed was he would bring my mom flowers basic like at least once a week he would always like come home with a bouquet of flowers for her and so that's kind of something that i think i've taken i don't buy them once a week for caitlin but i do try to at least like you know once every couple months or however many times uh show up with like a just like a just a random bouquet of flowers just be like you know what you're great you're special to me and here are some flowers for you well that's very nice that's like my one thing, but I guess I could get better at it too. You're right. Maybe we should take this as a wake-up call for us to just improve at uh, our, our playfulness and our surprisings. I know. As I'm talking about it, I'm realizing all of my shortcomings. Uh, and last but not least, number seven is to make plans. Making plans together such as a vacation, a home renovation project, or even just swinging by a new restaurant activates our brain's craving for novel experiences. I don't think this is probably an issue with you. I feel like you and Caitlin probably do a bunch of different stuff together, new new things together. Yeah, actually, even just tonight, we're in LA, but we're going to get a, a hotel room up in uh, Westlake Village for the night for some reason that's just weird and uh, doesn't make sense. There's no reason to do it. It just we're just going to go do it, you know. Just yeah, a novel experience, right you as you put it. it. You know, making plans plans together, it's it's great. It activates the brain's craving for novel experiences, Dean. That's what you guys are doing. You guys are doing the good the good things in relationships. Well, there's I mean, there's something to be said about novel experiences too, because the reason you know how like you get older and older and you feel like time goes faster and faster. Mm-hmm. It's because you are you get so used to doing things that your brain just kind of like goes into autopilot mode. And it's like, oh, I've done this so many times. I like don't have to like really focus on anything right now. And so your life just got, starts slipping on by. And you, there's a way to combat that. And it's by consistently doing new things and like making your brain kind of like consciously have to be like, oh, this is not uh, something I've experienced before. So it slows yeah, life is, down a little bit in a good way. That is true. Because when I think about, you know, timing things, I'm like, oh, when did this happen? When did that happen? I usually time frame things by either vacations I've taken or new experiences I've done. It's like, oh yeah, well, we went to, you know, Florida in 2011. And then we went to, you know, Italy in 2018, 19. So that is interesting because I never, I'm never like, oh yeah, we, uh, we got coffee uh, in 2012. So it's always new experiences that I look back upon and really like kind of make the markings in my life. You know, hey, speaking 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 of, uh, there's probably a better place to have this conversation. But your honeymoon, you and Ashley went to Italy, right? Yeah, Italy and Greece. It was amazing. Kay- Wait, that's actually hilarious. So, Kaylin and I are planning a trip. Well, not plan. She's planning a trip for the end of summer, early autumn to Italy and Greece. So, mm-hmm. we need to pick your brain at some point and uh, uh, and get Santorini some recommendations. Is the most beautiful place on earth. So, yeah, I've been to Santorini. It's just it's just so crowded. Yes, but I mean, depending on, we also went in, when was our wedding? August. So we went, well, I guess we went late August. So that is probably high vacation time. And it was crowded, but it wasn't crazy. And the hotel that we stayed at, I think it was called East West or West East, one of those two. And it was beautiful. Uh, And it was probably like a 10 minute drive to, you know, the main area where you see all the pictures from Santorini. 
Uh, dude, pick our brain, man. There's so many places. We can get, I'm not even joking. Ashley and I will give you all of our recommendations, the place that, was, that we absolutely loved. So uh, I think the biggest Ashley. question marks we have are, are around Italy. We'll ask you about Italy more so than Greece, but yeah. yeah we we'll, stayed across, we'll we stayed out. in Positano, but like across from Positano, because Positano is beautiful, but you like, you talk about crowds. That place is packed, but we stayed really? like across uh, from Positano, so we had to take a boat there, which was cool. And our our hotel resort was like much more quiet. It was great. Anywho, uh, we don't have to talk about this all the time to make people jealous. Uh, I am excited to travel once again, but we do have some very special guests that are coming up right now from the brand new TLC's uh, series, You, Me, and My Ex. Sundays at 10 p.m. It is John, April, John's ex-wife Loren, and Roy, who is April's ex-husband, and they all live on the same street together. And they all hang out together and they're all divorced, but now dating each other and there's kids involved. And it's pretty crazy. But before we go to break, Jared, I want to talk to you about this story that's been making headlines and sorry to interrupt you there, but we have to talk about it. It's Nick Cannon and he is going crazy. He, you know, I might have a little testosterone, but Nick Cannon absolutely is not. So he just had a seventh child. Tell me the story, Jared, because I, I am so flabbergasted by what's going on. I might not even be able to wrap my head around it. Tell me what's going on. Well, listen, it was just Father's Day. So let's do a Father's Day uh, tribute to Nick Cannon, who just had uh, who was having his seventh baby. So he posted about it. Uh, you know, he's obviously the host of The Masked Singer. Um, so it, his his girlfriend is named Alyssa. And they said that uh, they're pregnant with Nick's seventh child. Uh, he had three babies in less than a year. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. He has three babies with uh, Brittany Bell. They have powerful Queen Cannon, who's six months old. They have son Golden Cannon, who's four, as well as 10-year-old twins, Moroccan Scott Cannon and Monroe Cannon, and that is with his ex-wife Mariah Carey, who I completely forgot that Nick Cannon and Mariah mm-hmm. Carey were married. Holy crap, that's insane! That's crazy. So he's welcoming his seventh with I don't know how many different women, but Nick. I think we're up to four. Hey, as long as he's a good dad, all the power to him. That's all I care about. I remember. I remember the story came out, and he had some ridiculous quote, and the quote was something along. I'm paraphrasing. I'm. I'm gonna. Maybe you probably get it wrong, but he said something along the lines of, that's the reason we're here. We're here to create, to procreate and spread our seed. And I like was already kind of face palming. And then I saw Nick's Cannon comment, Nick Cannon's comment about like spreading his seed. And that's our purpose for this lifetime is to create as much offspring as I can. And I face palmed even harder because it just is, it's so bad. Uh, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I agree with you. If he's a great father, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. He He's like obviously wealthy enough to like, you know, uh, uh, give these guys a good life, these kids a good life. As long as all the baby mamas are, are, are happy with the situation that they have, it seems like from what I've understood, there's not much animosity between any of them. But it's just like, if, if that's his mindset, if his mindset is, I need to spread my seed as much as I possibly can in this lifetime, he's going to go like the Genghis Khan route and have at least 50 kids by the time he's done with it, I feel like, because it just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. I don't like it, but, uh, it is what it is, I guess. What are you, what are your thoughts on it? Do you approve? Do you disapprove? I mean, 
it's just tough because he's having a lot of kids with different women i don't know how many i'm trying to find oh here we go so he has four. Oh wow so he has seven kids with four different women mariah Brittany bell abby de la rosa who they're together right now and that's the mother of the twins that were born just last week and then Alyssa scott uh who's pregnant <laughs> okay so he just had a kid with Abby De La Rosa. He had twins that were born last week, June 14, 2021, who he's with right now. But apparently he's also the father of the baby that Alyssa Scott is pregnant with currently. And that's going to be his fourth kid in the last year. And apparently Alyssa is a model who appeared on the game show Wild and Out, which is obviously Canon Nick Cannon host. Holy right. hell! So is he? Did he cheat on uh, Abby De La Rosa? Do we know? Well, this? I don't think he. I don't think he's cheating because he's probably not uh, in a monogamous relationship with these people. Uh, and he, I mean, I imagine this is just me projecting. I just imagine that he's probably saying to these people that they're not like in a monogamous, monogamous I don't know. relationship. Doesn't that put, and, like so much stress on the women? Like if you're gonna, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, I guess it's their choice as well. So it's you know they're knowing exactly what what's happening. And I'm sure they're all like financially supported and stuff. It's not so much even the fact that it's with multiple women for me. Like, obviously, that part is it is what it is. It's just as it's unfamiliar. And so that's kind of why we don't love it so much. But just like the concept of having as many kids as you possibly can is so it's just like so barbaric. Like, that's what we would do, you know, 300 years, I guess more than like five, six, eight thousand years ago when you'd have eight kids because, you know, five of them were going to die by the time they turned three. And so the only three kids that you had would grow up. Like, it's just like such a ridiculous statement. Like there's a, there, I don't want to say like the world's overpopulated or anything like that, but like there definitely needs to be a cap on how many kids you're allowed to have as an individual. I feel like, I don't I know. know. That's just my take on it. That's my take on it. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I don't know. Hey, as long as the kids are doing all right, that's all I care about. Well, let's go from that crazy story to the next crazy story with you, me, and my ex. But before we do that, we are going to take one quick break. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating, Dean, myself, and we have some very special guests from the brand new TLC's series, You, Me, and My Ex, which is on Sunday nights at 10 p.m., of course, on TLC. It is John, April, Lauren, and Roy. Hello, everyone. How you doing? Hi. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. So as the show is titled, it's You, Me, and My Ex. So I'm going to give like a little bit of a breakdown for people who haven't seen the show yet. So I feel like April, you're kind of in the middle of it. So April, Imagine that. April's ex-husband is Roy. And you guys yeah. obviously got divorced. And then you have two kids together. But then April, you started dating the next door neighbor, John, who, quote, mowed your lawn. <laughs> I don't mean, to, it's not a euphemism, people. He just mowed, it, mowed their lawn and became friends and then started dating. And now you are married. April and John are married. And John, yeah. your ex-wife is Lauren and you guys all live on the same street together in Jacksonville. Did I, did I nail that? You nailed it, except Roy and I have three children, but two of them are from my first marriage. Got it. Okay. Yes. And I got out of there. I live in Cali now. And now, yes, now you're in Cali. So I got to ask, Holy crap. Roy, I'll start with you. How did this all, first of all, I want to know, why did you and April break up? Because I got to admit, with all due respect, John, I'm very happy for you and April. Roy, you and April still like you guys go get matching tattoos. You're best friends. You hang out all the time. There still seems to be like some sort of connection there. So why did you guys exactly break up? Uh, I'd say a lot of it had to do was I was gone a lot uh, with work. And, uh, you know, I didn't always do all the things she needed me to do, you know, emotionally and stuff like that for her. So I think that's why she uh, up and traded me in. <laughs> traded you in. That's one way of phrasing. Well, John, I wanted to ask you, because we talk a lot about on this podcast about, is it possible to be friends with an ex? And we always say, hey, it has to be up to your new partner. Like if your new significant other is friends with your ex, then it's possible, but Dean and I always say, like, probably best if you're not friends with an ex, because it usually just leads to a messy, messy situation. Or you star on a reality television show, either one. Uh, so, John, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about April and Roy's relationship? Um, uh, sometimes it's, it's, I would say sometimes they're, they're, Roy and April's relationship is, uh, it, it bothers me sometimes, but... I also trust April and I trust Roy both the same. Like if they still wanted each other, they'd still be married. Um, and and right. I think, I think immaturity and maturity plays a huge factor in being able to have a friendly relationship with your ex. Um, you know, we're, we're all a little bit older and we're not 19. So it's, um, you know, I think maturity definitely has a huge factor in that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. And especially when you have kids, it throws like a whole different wrench in there, you know? Yeah. And they're, they're the number one important thing for all of us. I mean, all of us agree, all, all four of us, if you asked us all separately, we would all say the the children are the number one most important people out here. 
How is it? How is it for you and Lauren at the moment? Because watching the show, it seemed like you guys still had a little like anger or animosity towards each other. But that doesn't. But obviously, like you guys are able to look past that as well and be friends. Next question. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Lauren, uh, because it, it makes sense that like April and Roy are exes and John is now dating April. But Lauren, you're John's ex. So are you and John just really good friends and you wanted to stay friends? No, I wouldn't say John and I are really good friends, but we have a very long history. You know, this is a person that I shared a life with once upon a time and we do have children together. We had a very different marriage than April and Roy's. Um, theirs was based on friendship versus John and I's came about a little bit different. Um, and our divorce was a very high conflict. So we've been divorced and separated for five years and just kind of are at this place where we can be civil and have a respect for one another. Um, but at the end of the day, he will always be a person in my life. We may not share bank accounts or um, still have a house, but um, or matching tattoos. he is still someone that's super important to me. That's that. And like we said earlier, too, that kind of plays into the maturity. It's great that you guys are still able to uh, uh, coexist, if you will. Uh, it says a lot more than a lot of other exes, I feel like, in the world nowadays. Um all right. Well, so Roy, back to you then, just to kind of bring it back to the top when, when Jared was having you fill us in on everything, do you ever get maybe like a little jealous about, uh, you know, the relationship that they have over there? No, not at all. No. Um, okay. That's I'm good. Actually, that's I'm, good. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, like, like John said, the kids are the most important thing. And so all of us being able to get together means that we all get to experience things for our, in our kids' lives that, if we weren't mature enough to get past our own insecurities, we would probably miss out on some things. So I'm pretty mm -hmm. happy that we have the relationship that we do. April, how did this all come about when you guys were like, okay, we're going to, uh, you know, show the world what our situation is. Cause I would imagine it's quite nerve wracking to be like, okay, we're going to tell people on national TV that like, we're all really good friends. And my current husband is jealous of my ex-husband, but, and then my current husband is still friends with his ex-wife and we all live on the same block it's it's pretty nerve-wracking to be like okay here we go this is like gonna be very public information it is definitely much different than i thought it was gonna be lauren and i when we all went through our very high conflict custody battle and john and lauren's divorce we decided to start a blog and a podcast so it was just supposed to be enlightening other families and hoping that they would take on the same concept that we did, which is co-parenting past chaos and putting the kids first. When we decided to do the reality TV show, I will say that I don't think we were prepared for exactly what was gonna come of it. Hey, I'm gonna go on the record and tell you all, remember my comment. I said, I didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna stand by mine that it is a good idea, but it's just very different. Putting your lives out there for people that don't quite understand it, it's really difficult, but we know why we're doing it. We're doing it because we want to spread positivity. We want to spread this message of, you can be friends with your ex, even though you're divorced and you can come together for your children and create a very good life for them, no matter what. How do the, uh, how do the kids handle the whole situation from top to bottom? It's, you know, it's, it's just gotta be curious for them as, as you know, young adults. The older ones, um, uh, our older children are a little bit, um, obviously they understand it more in depth. The, the, our youngest jet, it, he thinks 
both of these ladies gave birth to him. Aww. Yes, he, he thinks he has two moms. Like he does. The kids so, to them it's I, normal. Our children, you know, only have to walk down the street to see one of their parents. It's very normal to all of our kids, and we've watched our children um, really thrive, having more people love them and the parents put aside all of their differences. Um, it's seen in our children. They're happy. And I think sometimes our children are happier than children in nuclear family homes because we don't have any more chaos. And then we, when we do, it's the good kind. Our children are loved and they're happy as they could be. So it, it seems like you guys are all friends, which is interesting. You guys like, even throughout the Zoom and watching on TV, there does seem to be like a group friendship. Would that, that be accurate to say? Yeah, oh, we're yeah. always together. I mean, I know Roy, with his career right now, he has to be apart from us, mm -hmm. but we're always together. We celebrate holidays and special occasions and life. We just do life together. So we celebrated, um, we went to Roy, April and I, and Tanner, our oldest, he had a soccer tournament in Orlando, Florida, mm -hmm. which happened to be the same day of my 40th birthday. Oh. And I spent my 40th birthday with Roy at the bar getting hammered while yeah, mom man. and Tanner were upstairs in the room sleeping, getting ready for the soccer game. So it's, it, and it wasn't, nothing was weird. No, there's no just a swing in. <laughs> there's no swinging going on. We nobody's sword fighting. It's just, we're just hanging out, having a good time. Roy, do you have anything to say about that swinging comment? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you were trying to try and chime in. I was like, I think he wants to say something about sword fighting. No, hell no. Uh uh. Um, I'd win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think some asshole at the bar that night picked up our tab, pretty sure, right, John? Oh, that's correct. <laughs> John, are you the asshole in that scenario? <laughs> <laughs> Probably me. Oh, uh, fair point, fair point. Uh, I can't give away my secrets, man. So, so do you guys think that you would be all friends? without kids. My point being, because a lot of people, you know, that I talk to who have kids and are divorced, you know, of course, like you got, like you have all talked about, you put the kids ahead and, you know, you put your differences aside because they're the most important. So my question is with your dynamic, because you guys do really have this friendship dynamic that shows through the TV show and throughout the Zoom. I mean, like you talked about, John, your youngest Jet thinks that he has two moms, which is incredible. So my question is, do you think it had it been not for kids and you guys all got divorced before ever having kids, do you think that you'd still have this friendship or do you think it would have just been easier if everybody kind of went their separate ways? I am a firm believer that you can be friends with an ex. Um, you were loved a person once upon a time. I don't think that there's anything wrong with owning the fact that that relationship may have ended, but you can still have a friendship with them. Um, if that's the foundation that it began on. I have a first husband um, and we have no children together, but I did remain friends with him even 10 years after my divorce. So I, I do think that if you love someone and I, for us, we've all you know been in love with one another at one point or another. I do think that if there wasn't children, we could have still been friends. I would say that uh, I'd say probably not. <laughs> I was, yep. Why, why do you say that, Roy? I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I mean, like if we didn't have kids and those, those, those humans didn't tie us together, I think that, I don't think we would have a, you know, like, you know, a bad relationship, but I don't think we would have a relationship that's quite like this. You know, we may communicate here and there, but I don't think it would be as tight as you see. I think we would, 
probably all move on, venture off, and do our things. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, or you wouldn't be my friend. So I think we would be friends, maybe not as close, and I wouldn't be traveling with you, but I'd still be your friend. Oh, Lauren, I would always be your friend. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. All right, Roy had to drop out, uh, so we just wanted to thank Roy, but we are still on the line with John, uh, <laughs> April, and Lauren. Uh, and so with you three, it seems that you guys are a little bit closer of the four. Is that also correct? It feels like Roy's a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, he just doesn't feel as close as you three are. I would actually disagree. I would say Roy is probably closer to her and I than sometimes John is to me. I think that's just the dynamic that April and Roy have. But to be completely honest, April and I are the closest yeah. out of all of this. <laughs> Aww. And Roy likes to do anything he can to get my goat. Uh huh. So if he thinks that it's going to perturb me, he's going to say it or do it. So his little friend comment is just to get under my skin. So I'll take care of that later. And and does it work? Does it get under your skin? Yeah, he drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, but like like uh, like a best friend would drive you nuts, kind of thing, right? Like a best friend slash brother slash crazy uncle. Right. Um, so I, I feel like the, the overall theme of not only the show, but your dynamic is you being able to handle jealousy. Cause that's the whole point of being friends with your ex is, and I'm someone who I don't describe myself as a jealous person, but there are times where I get very jealous. And when I think about if Ashley was friends, my wife is named Ashley. If she was friends with an ex as close as you guys are. I can't imagine I'd be okay with it, but that's just me. And maybe I'd be able to get over it. So my question for you, all three of you, and you can take it one at a time, is that how do you handle that jealousy? How do you compartmentalize it? And how do you create a better relationship with your current significant other right now with handling all of that? You want to start? I will start. Can I start? Oh, you can. Oh, okay. All right. So just read a couple of comments about the, about the show since it aired yesterday. And uh, there were a couple of comments about um, us supporting adultery. Um, so my, I do have an answer to the question. And, it's in, and I'm going to respond in it this way. My jealousy, um, like there, I tried multiple times to cross that boundary when I was dating April. She refused. She wouldn't do it because um, she was loyal and she wasn't, the divorce wasn't finalized yet. So I think that, that helps me with not being so jealous because I know that if she wouldn't even cheat with me when Roy was gone, mm -hmm. I know she's not going to cheat with me while we're all here. So that jealousy is not a, it doesn't play a factor for me at all. It doesn't, I trust her. That's a good answer. I think jealousy is human nature. It's natural. Everybody has it. Lauren, of course I was jealous of her in the beginning because she's drop dead gorgeous. But as I got to know her, as a person, a human being, another woman, when you start to build a trust with somebody, there's just no need for jealousy. However, I do put myself sometimes in John's shoes and seeing the close relationship that Roy and I have and the way that we travel together. And we have a very long past, a very large history of our past is together. I can imagine it being very difficult for John to watch that because if he and Lauren were as close as Roy and I were, I would probably, you know, deep down have some jealousy about it. I, I never really, um, 
I'm not a jealous human being by nature necessarily. And I don't think I never felt jealousy towards April specifically, but I did feel an envy for this fact that my ex-husband who I felt like I didn't get closure with certain things was now living the life that I should have been living. And I had to really look at deep down in myself and realize why it was I was feeling that way. He didn't owe me any special type of life. And these two, like they do deserve each other and, and people are allowed to be happy. Your ex is allowed to be happy and it may not be with you. And that's just okay. Um, it didn't mean I wasn't enough. And it doesn't, doesn't mean she's better than me. It just means that our chapter was over. And um, when I came to that realization, it was very easy for me to just be happy for the two of them and not have any enviness behind it. No, I mean, that's very mature of all of you. April, is it ever awkward to like, let's say, let's say John is, you know, getting under your skin or something like that, just like a typical fight, like a couple would have. And with Lauren being your best friend, obviously you use her as like a venting resource. Is it ever awkward to like go and vent to her about something that you know, maybe John is going, is, is doing or something like that. It's extremely awkward sometimes, but we've perfected the art and I will call her and say, okay, come over. And I need you today to wear your best friend hat. And sometimes you get to wear okay. your ex-wife hat. So th- we have boundaries in that yeah. aspect. And it's not where, you know, I don't go around just bashing my husband. I more complain to her about Roy than I do John. So, yeah, it's normal best friend things. I mean, you want to still be able to be honest with each other. I want to tell her about my life and I can't sit there and always stop myself just because she's married to my ex-husband. Things were a little bit differently here. There was one time I thought I was wrong, but I was just mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) I I can imagine it's it's a pretty heavy learning curve for a lot of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It always is when you're, you know, with exes, it's always a learning curve. That's all it is. Um, but John, uh, April and Lauren, and of course, Roy, who had to drop off earlier. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. Everybody, the first episode aired last night and you can catch up with it on TLC and it's going to air every Sunday, 10 p.m. You, me and my ex. Check it out. Thank you. Thank you. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you love witty sarcasm and talking fast? And are you longing to return to Stars Hollow for one more trip to Kim's Antiques or just to pick up a few things at Dozie's Market? Is an overnight stay at the Dragonfly Inn on your list of plans for a getaway? Is a burger from Luke's Diner on the menu for tonight? This is Scott Patterson. I was Luke Danes for 153 episodes and in four Netflix movies. I am all in an iHeartRadio podcast. Come hang with us. We're re-watching together. We're visiting... With all our favorite cast and crew members, we talk fast. We've got a lot to say. Listen to I Am All In wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. And I'm leading this one because it's my favorite segment. It is time for emails. We still don't have our Blue's Clues jingle. Partially responsible because when Easton so lovingly went to work on it, none of us got back to him. But, you know, that's okay. We got emails. We got emails. We got emails. We just got an email. We just got an email. I wonder who it's from. Nick, um, Mark, do you want to jump in and give yes. us some uh, some uh, some emails for us? You'll continue to wonder who it's from because it's anonymous. It is a three pronged question about each of your relationships. Prong number one: What is something about Kaylin and Ashley that would surprise people who only know them from what they've seen on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise? You go first, Jared. I, I like that we're just going to do this one. At a time. Honestly, not much. Ashley, as you guys know, is the most transparent person on this in this earth. Like what you see is what you get. Uh, it's one of her best qualities. Also, maybe a bad quality sometimes, but I digress. <laughs> um, I would say probably just the surprising. Uh, Ashley is a, this is going to sound horrible and I don't mean it sounded she is a very smart human being and I feel like because she was so overly emotional on Paradise people don't think that she's that intelligent but she is she graduated from uh, uh, she got her master's at Syracuse in journalism uh, she's very very hardworking uh, extremely intelligent human being yeah I think that uh, the one bum- well not the one but one of b- the many bummers for Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise is uh, especially for Bachelor in Paradise, is once they kind of fit you into the dimension that they want to fit you in for the season, like you're going to serve that purpose for them the entire season. And that's only you're really going to be what is shown of you on television. So Ashley was the emotional one. Mm-hmm. But, and she is emotional, but, you know, obviously they kind of compound it and amplify it even more. Uh, with Kaylin, you know, she they really only showed one side of her and she was emotional the whole time. And, and not to say that she wasn't emotional when she was in Bachelor in Paradise, but uh, and and not to say she hasn't changed a lot since then as well but she you know she's incredibly nurturing she never they never showed that of course she's incredibly smart just like ashley is uh it's kind of hard to convey that on a tv show like that as well um so that's kind of the bummer about the show is you know it's two hours a week or in paradise's case two hours twice a week but you're one of 20 characters and they're gonna basically pigeonhole your character into exactly what they need to get from you so there's an in like an a, a crazy amount of differences to both Ashley and Kaylin and myself and Jared for uh you know because we are obviously way more dimensional than that fortunately which is good I don't know 
Good answer, Dean. That's my rant. Prong number two. Do you ever feel pressure to post about your relationship or defend your relationship on social media? Constantly. All the time. I feel like when we don't post, people are always questioning why are they not posting? What's going on? So I always feel this pressure. And sometimes Ashley even, I'm not going to say she pressures me, but sometimes she'll... I, I'm not I'm not overly mushy, so I'll I'll post, you know, mushy pictures for birthdays or maybe holidays or something, but that's once or twice a year. And uh Ashley I think would she likes my mushy side and I don't think I do that enough. So sometimes she'll be like, Why don't you just post about us and just write something something sweet? <laughs> and I'm like, No, I will, I will. It's just weird. It feels like an added thing that shouldn't be added to a relationship, but it is a factor, not only because of the world we live in, but our status as reality TV couple. So definitely, there is like that thought process that goes in my head. But for the record, I think that that applies to every couple. Most, not, obviously not every couple, but majority of couples, whether they have been on reality TV or not. Uh, you know, I think I have friends that deal with this situation where they're like, they haven't posted a picture of them with their girlfriend in a long, long time. And the girlfriend's like getting upset about it for, or, or vice versa, the boyfriend gets upset about it too. Um, I personally... I, I don't know. I've never really felt the pressure. Kayla has never put the pressure on me to do it. We, I would like way rather post a photo that I took of Kaylin than post a photo of like the two of us. So uh, we're never really running on a shortage of, of photos to post where we're kind of like celebrating the other person. So there are definitely times where people will like DM us and be like, hey, like, why haven't you posted a story of Kaylin in, uh, in three days? Are you guys on the rocks? And it's like, well, no, we're not. We're fine. Just don't worry about it. And everything's going to be fine. Isn't it also humbling, though, that that people care and are that invested in your relationship? I know it's weird sometimes because it's like, why would you care? But it's also for me when people message us, it's like, wow, I, there's a a humbling aspect to the fact that people are care if we're doing all right. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like it's people caring. Other times I feel like it's people just like prying and uh, just kind of like, just like, like you guys are broken up, right? Like, you know, like excitedly, <laughs> excitedly, like trying to get some scoop. And get, it's just like, get the breaking no, news. just, just leave us alone. We're fine. And if we weren't fine, we wouldn't tell you. So there's no point in asking. <laughs> And prong number three, what is the biggest misconception about your respective relationships? Ooh, uh, I guess I can go first on that one. My biggest misconception or the biggest misconception, I feel like uh, a lot of people tend to say that Kaylin has changed a lot for me. And I think that's misconceived. Uh, I think we're both equally changing the same amount for each other. I freaking bought a house with the woman, for goodness sake. Um so I don't think she's changing. I think she's just trying new things and, and seeing what she likes and what she doesn't like. Uh, and, and I am doing the same thing. That's my biggest misconception. I think definitely easily in our relationship, the biggest misconception is that Ashley is, quote, the crazy one. And I'm, quote, like the steady one. Mm. No way. I mean, Ashley, I'm not going to say she's steady, but I am equally as crazy to Ashley. Ashley and I's craziness is on the same level. Hers is just more outward and my is, mine is more inward. So it's more difficult to tell. 
That's definitely the biggest misconception. Right. I, no, I agree with that, actually. that's uh, it, It's it's only a misconception to the people that don't know you as well as your friends and family do. Because if you, they know you at all, they'll know that you're an insane person. Too. Yeah, easily. Fair point. <laughs> By the way, I wonder why that was on anonymous, that last email. Usually it's anonymous because it's personal, but this is just asking you guys questions. Anyway. It's because I wrote it and I just want to make sure we have emails to respond to. <laughs> oh, and I didn't think idea. of a fake name. Yeah. Uh, JC says, I've been with my boyfriend for two and a half years now, and we live together. When we started dating, he was very fit, and we had amazing sexual chemistry. However, over the past year, he's gained a lot of weight, all of which seems to go to his stomach and love handles. I find it very unattractive, and our sex life has basically become non-existent. I know he's self-conscious about his weight. He's mentioned that he thinks I'm not attracted to him anymore, although I haven't come out and said that because I don't want to hurt his feelings. He keeps saying he's going to lose weight and get fit again, but I'm not seeing much change. The thing is, I really do love him and see a real future with him, but I can't seem to get past the weight gain. Help! What should I do? I miss my hot boyfriend and all the great sex we used to have. Damn, I feel like uh, this is Kalen masquerading as someone named JC right now. <laughs> just <laughs> Kalen, I think that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> just Kalen, yeah. And it's just so funny too. It's so appropriate to the conversation we were having at the top of this podcast. Oh man, I, I think the biggest thing is he's aware he's gaining weight, uh, which is the most important thing. Just like I, I'm just going to speak fully from my experience. I know that I'm gaining weight. I know I'm getting doughy and softer and more and more out of shape. I, I think that's the first step is to be able to uh, recognize that. But I'm kind of in the same boat as your boyfriend here because, well, I, I am your boyfriend here because this is Kaylin emailing. Uh, I've recognized the problem and I have like told myself repetitively and over and over again that I'm going to uh, form a solution and start working out more and get back into a, a shape and become the person that I was proud of before in terms of my body appearance. But I just can't seem to freaking do it. And I honestly have no idea what it is. Like, I just have no motivation to get into the gym um, and like get back in shape. So if you guys have some advice on how JC's boyfriend can do that and how I can do that, I will definitely be all ears for it. Uh, two things. One, I'd say maybe anonymous, you should, or excuse me, JC, JC, I'd maybe suggest going to the gym together, make it a partnership type thing, some sort of uh, relationship bonding experience. Be like, hey, let's go work out together because uh, it is hard to get back into the gym and it's difficult to work out when you're feeling insecure and bad about yourself. So maybe say, hey, let's go for a walk together. Let's let's join a gym together. Uh, that was one piece of advice that I have for you. And the second is sometimes it helps me, Dean, if you're looking for a piece of advice on how to work out, I'm not a workout fiend by any stretch, but I go to the gym pretty consistently, is, uh, and I just posted this actually to my Instagram story, ironically enough, is that there are a lot of people that, quote, influence me in my life, obviously Tom Brady being probably the most notable that one, uh, but also like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, I watch his Insta stories and he motivates me, he wants, like, he makes me wanna get in the gym, so I'll he like I'll buy the rock shirt and his sneakers. And honestly, I have like I have his project rock sweatshirts and I feel really good in them and it makes me want to go to the gym to work out in them. Uh, and then like I'll buy his energy drink. Uh, it's he, I, I know it sounds stupid, but really, it's hard to get back into the gym and it's hard to work out because like you said, I have zero motivation. But that motivates me because it like makes me want to be more like him because I see him post like working out and being the hardest working person in the gym and like, hey, like make your life better. Like these are the things that you can do to make your life better. And, you know, ha being 
you know, more confident in your mind means, means being more confident in your body. So like, I know that's stupid, but maybe like if there's a rock climber out there, Dean, or somebody that you really aspire and look up to, what was the, the solo dude? I forget. I don't know if yeah. like he Al has social Alex media Arnold. and he's always like doing something, but like, I find that, uh, the people that I look up to following them on social media and seeing like the things that they post about motivates me to want to be more active. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's great advice. I don't think that would work for me personally, but hopefully it could work for JC's boyfriend. Yeah. I agree with what you've said the first time, uh, the most is go together or like do classes together or like go on a jog or walk together. And the biggest thing, uh, even bigger than that, in my opinion, would be to, uh, shift your diets because diet is like 75% of weight gain and all that kind of stuff too. So, you know, when I find myself getting like my worst in my worst possible shape, it's like, oh, yeah, it's because I ate McDonald's four times last week. And so no wonder I look so horrible or I had like three cups of soda last week. So um, I think if you guys were to go on like a diet together, that would definitely, definitely help. Like Kaylin went on a, on a vegan, well, pescatarian diet and she's dropped like 15 pounds and she's like five foot four. So 15 pounds to and her she is like already 40 weighed pounds like 95 pounds. It looked like she lost she 15 was, pounds. She, she was a small girl, but she she's like she would definitely tell you she's in the best shape of her life. And it's all be, like she doesn't work out all that much. It's just because her diet is so much better now. So I think that's definitely a good place to start. Yeah. Um, but Mark, I got the question can be put back on you. You're a you're an athletic guy. <laughs> Very much not. But I do think we need to get across to this guy that it is the case. I'm not interested in sleeping with you because you're out of shape. Because that, not so mean, but we got to get that message across because that is major motivation. If this beautiful woman that you're with is not interested, remember all the fun times you used to have because you've let yourself go, that would motivate me to put down the video game controller and get out of the house and go do something. And there's got to be something that he enjoys doing that is active. And that's the key for me. I'm not a gym guy. I'm not a runner. It's about finding something that you like that's also active. Like I've really gotten into hiking over the past couple of years. I love it and it's great and it's done wonders for me. So there's got to be something you enjoy doing that's active. But you got to sit down and say, look, so here's some facts. You've gained 40 pounds in the past <laughs> few months. I We no longer sleep together. These two things are related Mm. And let's work together to figure that out. Yeah, 100%. So you think she should literally just say, I'll sleep with you more if you start working out? Uh, that's not quite what I was saying, but I, I don't mind that. I think we set milestones here. At 10, <laughs> right. point, at 10 pounds, this happens. At 20 pounds, this happens. Oh, wow. But yeah. I think it's more, um, I think it's just more slaying out the facts. She needs to dangle the carrot a little bit. Yeah, I think she does. Okay. That's, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten to that. But I, I agree I with effective. what you're saying. That would motivate me. I agree. It wouldn't motivate me because uh, you know, my testosterone's already low because yeah. I'm not working out. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's, I'll be like, all right, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever works, whatever is going to do it, whatever is going to do what you need to do to get him back into shape. There's a lot of ways to do it. I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what we established. There's a lot of ways to do it. I'm concerned because when once a person gets married, a lot of people let themselves go at that point. Yeah. He's already doing it and you're not married yet. I'm concerned for the future if we don't rein this in now. Right. Fair but point. again, let's give him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, COVID and everything, everything shut yeah. down. I think a lot of people can say they got a little out of shape over the past year and a half. For so, sure. Now it's time so to maybe, shed that weight. 
Yes, yes, exactly. I don't know. Hopefully it works out. I kind of want you to keep us posted on this, JC, because if you find something that works for your boyfriend to start getting back in shape, let me know what it is so I can start getting back in shape too. Oh, hopefully that works. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode well, of Dean, Help I did, I I did want to do one thing dating. with you before. I'm so sorry before we leave. Thank because... you so much for joining us, everyone. Oh, sorry, Jared. Yeah, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> Just one quick thing because there was uh, we were talking about it before uh, the podcast started today. So I start my uh, final course today uh, before I graduate, and it is uh, a summer course, Italian 2. So I'm taking Italian one more. It's just an elective. So I'm just hoping to pass and get it over with. But I figured I'd play this fun little thing with you because I'm learning Italian a little bit where, Dean, I'm going to tell you two phrases in Italian. One is a beautiful statement that's very romantic that you can say to Kaylin. And the other one is completely random and has no meaning to it. And I want you to tell me which one you think is which. Okay. Sounds like a great game, Jared. Okay, ready? The first one. Yes. Se la persona più bella del mondo. Uh, Did you get that? Se la persona più bella del mondo. Very nice. You said it better than me, jerk. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> Il mio piede odora di arance. Did you get that? <laughs> El mio piedora de arance. Something like Il mio, il mio piede odora di arance. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I think I think the first. Give me the first one again. Se la persona più bella del mondo. So that's probably saying something along the lines of "You have a great personality." The other one is saying "I you probably adore," and it's going to be something random like "I adore that peanut" or something like that. So, which one do you think the romantic line is, and which one do you think the random one is? Well, I think the first one is the nice one. So you think the first one is the romantic one. Se la persona più bella del mondo. Se la persona più bella del mondo. And the second one is il mio piede odora di arance. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what più bella means, but I'm guessing mondo means best. So you have like you have the best something. So I'm gonna go with the first one. First one is the good one? Yes. Se la persona più bella del mondo. You are the most beautiful person in the world. Yeah. The second one, el mio piede odora di arance. My foot smells like oranges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so that's good still job. Very good job, roman- That's still pretty romantic, though. I'd say so. If you said it to Kaylin, she might, you know, could be good good things. Hey. Ooh, baby, your foot smells like oranges. Now I'm mm. in the mood for some orange juice. I uh, know. I want some Anyways, citrus yeah, in my life. That's a that's a fun game. And once you pass this Italian class, I want I want credit where credit is due because me and the suck army are all going to be right there by your side baby yes you will be um now can i say goodbye to uh to everyone of course okay great thanks uh well thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of help i suck at dating we should learn how to say that in italian and then i'll be very very happy uh big thank you of course to jared for having me on his podcast this week big thank you to john april lauren and roy be sure to check them out on me, what what is the name of the show again? It's me, myself, and my ex. <laughs> me, myself, and Irene. You, me, <laughs> and my ex, which is on TLC. It's Sundays, 10 o'clock. 
Sundays at 10 o'clock, you, me, and my ex. And you're right, that wasn't me, myself, and Irene reference. Big thank you to JC and Anonymous. Be sure to keep emailing us, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Mark, thank you for sharing us what keeps you motivated to stay fit. And uh, that's all we got for you this week. So be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.